I'm Joe. And I'm Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe's. Uh, today's episode's going to be a little bit different than usual. So uh, Joe and I decided last week that we're going to go in a different direction today um, and do kind of like a zombie special. Yeah. Uh, so if you listen to any of last week's, we kind of, I don't know why zombies even came up, but they did. <laughs> and out of that, we grew uh, into what's going to be today's episode. So there's no fancy Joe of the week or I didn't even look at birthdays, birthdays no. uh well, we can cover it next week actually ooh, we're going next. off the rails yeah i don't know if we're even be doing that next week it's mother's day yeah probably not yeah so we might yeah you might be a little vacation from us so anyways um so here's what we're going to do first uh we are going to do i've got basically i've taken zombies and i've separated them into sort of different groups um and joe uh has what will be our first official movie review Oh yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Um, so, mind you, the um, the Joe and I had set up plans to watch the movie this Thursday. Didn't go as planned, nope. but I did uh, enjoy watching the movie that day. Anyway, later on at night, yeah, so. solo, solo. All right. Um. So should we just go ahead and get into it? Let's get into this. All right. So I've broken down zombies into four different types of zombies. Uh, the first is what is the Haitian voodoo zombie, which is actually the first zombie that, that came about. Uh, the second will be the either the George Romero Night of the Living Dead zombie. Uh, the third being the apocalyptic zombie. And the fourth, the emotional zombie. And really, um, these are sort of the, the evolution of zombie sort of follows um, this track too. Um, and you'll sort of see where I'm coming from with that. So um, we'll get into uh, the Haitian zombie. We'll start there, the Vodou, um, which is uh, a religion that is born out of Haiti. Um, sort of not, it's not voodoo, it's Vodou. And it's very, it's got similarities to voodoo, but there is differences. Um, and it comes from the people from West Africa, when men, women, and children were forcibly taken from their homes, enslaved, and shipped around the world. Uh, the Spanish shipped enslaved people to the island of Hispaniola as early as 1502. Uh, in the 17th century, the French began establishing colonies on the island as well. By 1697, the French had obtained control over the western third, and what is now Haiti, over the course of the 18th century, France established the trade settlement with the demand for sugar, tobacco, spice, and coffee in Europe rising. Many enslaved Africans ended up on plantations in Haiti. One third of the people of the Atlantic slave trade and more than 90% of the island of, uh, 90% of the population of Haiti were slaves. Uh, the Africans had come from different geographical, cultural, and spiritual backgrounds, and they were forced together on Haiti under the horrors of slavery. They developed a new religion, and they're often 
desperate views, beliefs, and experience uh, were integral to the Vodou religion. Uh, it is belief that the human body is nearly flesh manipulated by two spiritual elements that make up the soul, the Tibonage and the Grobonage. The Tibonage is the part that um, of individuals that is able to uh, contact the spirits called Lohas, as well as memory and consciousness. Uh, the Grobonage uh, controls the motor functions of the body, allowing it to move and breathe. Uh, each of these elements can be stolen uh, for, pro for pra uh, practitioners of Vodou. Uh, they believe that death takes time and the soul has days to move on after death. Uh, until that is complete, both parts of the soul are at risk of wandering or even being captured. And this is where the zombie comes from. While the majority of Vodou priests and priestesses use their ability to commune with and influence the spirits in a positive way, a spiritual leader who uses their talents for malicious intent is called a bokor. Did you say bokor? Bokor. Bokor. Not bokor. Bokor. B-O-K-O-R. Bokor. Bokor. Yep. Onward. Alrighty. Uh, they are identified by their willingness to trap the part of the soul that houses free will, the tibonage, in a bottle. Okay. Yeah. It was believed that whoever possessed the bottle controls the body of the deceased person. Uh, many Haitians and Vodou practitioners believe to this day that zombies are real. Uh, the Vodou zombies are simply shells, mindless workers with no emotional, uh, no emotions, no abilities to feel pain, and completely subservient to the whims of their masters. So there's also another sort of way to create a zombie, and that is to the person doesn't have to be dead. Okay. And so that way, um, they're basically poisoned and it causes them to enter a coma and which people still believe they are dead uh, but they're alive and so the victim is passed off as a corpse buried and then exhumed from the grave as a zombie and so and that sort of the whole Haitian zombie thing uh, that zombification uh, basically um, it sort of an allegory for uh, colonialism and imperialism and basically slavery uh, and it was looked at this is sort of a fate worse than death it's like even in death you're going to be a slave yeah um, and it was really they didn't fear the zombies they feared becoming one uh, because they it, it's sort of yeah. like you're just enslaved after that. You're yeah. just a servant for no the matter what. Of, you're yeah. always going to be a slave, um, and uh, so basically from 1791 to 1804, uh, the enslaved Africans revolted against the French. The French, um, a violent uprising, eventually led to the declaration of the Haitian independence in 1804, and slavery was officially abolished. 
1805. And then Vodou further evolved uh, into the United States when uh, the practices of the enslaved Haitians people that were brought to the States by the French slave owners during the Haitian Revolution were subject to new influences. Uh, and some of those influences basically uh, they took uh, their, their West African beliefs, their Haitian beliefs, and then the new sort of Catholic Christianity beliefs um, and blended them all together. And that's sort of where voodoo came from. Okay. Not completely, but uh, sort of that way. Some, somewhat of a foundation. Though. Yeah. Um, at the start of the 20th century, the zombie was still largely unknown to the American public. Uh, but all that changed in 1950 when the U.S. military occupied Haiti and the uh, American journalists and Marines returned from Haiti after that. Uh, they brought stories of the, from the island about the living dead uh, and they sort of exaggerated their interpretations of Haitian zombies. Uh, one, the most uh, infamous example of this was William Seabrook and his 1929 book the magic island he described these dead men working as expressionless with blank eyes like that of a corpse and then uh, the american perception of voodoo and voodoo uh, got worse in 1932 with the first release of a zombie movie uh, which was called white zombie in which a lovesick man obtains the ob object of his affection by poisoning her and bringing her back to life as a mindless zombie. And if you think about it, it was really just about a creepy dude <laughs> wanting, wanting to be wanting a girl or keep a woman. Her. Yeah, wanting to keep her against her will. Um, and so, White Zombie release uh, that occurred the same year uh, that a uh, magazine called. Strange Tales published the first zombie narrative set in the United States. And of course, that was at a plantation just outside of New Orleans. And that story called The House of the wait, House in the Magnolias by August Derleth. Uh, it not only demonized people from Haiti, but it shows lingering fears in America by further emphasizing the horrors of slavery, as well as uh, equating black bodies with monsters, basically. Okay. Um, and in that, it's a, uh, a painter from Chicago visit, visits a home in New Orleans and discovers uh, the, a house in the Magnolias. <laughs> uh, he, I like the obvious, in yeah. the Magnolias. I mean, called the house in, Mag in the Magnolias. Okay, so basically he goes there. Uh, knocks on the door and there's a, a black woman opens the door uh, and her eyes and skin are off colored um, they describe her eyes as deep black pools bottomless uh, and she doesn't talk while he's there uh, and then another a beautiful young woman comes to the door they say she's I wish a, you could all see Joe do that. They, she's say, they say she's a Creole woman. Uh, and she interrupts and say that she's the niece of the plantation ober, owner. Um, 
Aunt Abby, as they call her, uh, who she describes as a Haitian who left some years ago and grants him permission. And then the woman grants the guy permission because he's a painter okay. to paint the house. And it's like, hey, you can paint the yeah. house. Go ahead. But don't go upstairs. Of course, he does. Well, come on. That's a plot of every yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, he does. And um, Aunt Abby finds out. It's all angry. Eats him. Long story short, uh, they, the, the niece and the guy come up with a plan that if you give the zombies salt, they'll taste it, they'll realize they're dead, and go back to being dead. I read that somewhere when we were starting looking all the like all this up. I yeah. thought it was like the, one of the strangest, I guess, remedies to the yeah. situation. Um, and so that happens. They give them salt on candy. I don't know. The zombies right. eat salt candy, and then they go back to. They all sort of run away. Uh, next day, the house. They find the house burned down with Aunt Abby in it, and a bunch of like graves that look like they were dug by hands okay with the bodies in there um y'all want some candy yeah so <laughs> that is the uh the haitian zombie so it's not what we think of when we think of a zombie it's either either which one it's not it's dead or near death but just under somebody's control yeah. it's just doing work it's not it's an enslaved it's, person it, it's not um, trying to eat your brain. Yeah, that didn't happen till later on. Yeah, so that's your Haitian zombie. They're not walking around. They're not trying to eat you. They're and this is based out of the you said voodoo. Voodoo. Yes. Yeah. So not voodoo, but voodoo. Um, and the thing I watched, um, it was the PBS special called Monstrum on zombies, and it okay. was this Dr. Emily Zarka, I think her name was. Uh, she's the one that dug really deep into this stuff. There's a whole bunch of series that she has on PBS. So uh, I guess I'll give credit to her for a lot of this. Um, but so that's your first zombie. It's not trying to eat you. It's not trying to kill you. It's simply being controlled and doing work. Okay. Um, so our next zombie is the Night of the Living Dead zombie. And of course, you can't talk about zombies without talking about um george a romero's films that span like 40 years do you the... want your mind to be blown right now sure i've never watched it oh man really? have yeah. you seen any of them neither living dead day of the dead i've seen like parts of it i've never watched okay. it completely. so oh man and this is the one where like they're all caught in a mall right that is this day of the dead that's the okay s- second or third one gotcha um, i have some research i have to do yeah um okay so here's um i do know that the film was a huge part of the evolution of zombies where zombies wanted to yeah. eat you okay so he's got there's six uh original movies and then there were two remakes uh and it's uh, introduces the world in an uh, evolving vision and version of the monster the zombie and it starts in 1968 with night of the living dead's slow moving flesh eating and very clearly undead zombie um 
it's presented in the first film impacted horror, horror movies in a way that still is seen in movies today uh, and it basically made uh, George Romero the most significant horror director at the time um, and uh, his movie came out during a time of great political and cultural unrest in America and it's impacted how it was received and why we still talk about it um, today and whether or not he intended it to uh, be culturally significant uh, in that way um, we still sort of link it to a bunch of things that way and he changed how we look at zombies okay so um, so let me go not just back a little bit so Romero wasn't the first director to show the undead like flesh-eating uh, zombies but he became the most like his was the most known he's the most known for uh, the most uh, influential. Uh, he had taken bits and pieces of existing lore and mythology and combined them into his zombie. Uh, this is the fir uh, for, for the first time, his zombies were the uh, reanimated corpses that craved human flesh and that literally anybody could become a zombie at okay. this point. Um, they were slow moving. And uh, in later on in his movies, they learned to use tools, but simple tools. Um, and they could be, this is where the first time we see that a zombie can be destroyed with a shot to the head or a knife to the, you know, striking them in the head. Um, and there's really no explanation given as to why, <laughs> why, why that is the case. Um, Considering they're dead, they don't have a brain. Yeah, and, 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 and unlike the, the Haitian zombies, uh, the Night of the Living Dead zombies, uh, they're autonomous. And uh, actually, sometimes they were, like, self-aware. You know, they had a, a set goal they were trying to get to. Uh, but they weren't controlled by, any, by anybody. They didn't have a, a master. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's believed that... It, Romero didn't really know about the, the Haitian zombie sort of lore, and so he didn't really... His were a lot different uh, than those, even to the point where he never called them... Let me correct that. He didn't initially call them zombies. Okay. Uh, he, he, he decided his were going to be more like um, the vampires in Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, uh, which is was first a book, and then later the Will Smith movie. Um, and even when I saw that, I sort of thought they were zombies, but they're vampires. Okay. Um, it explains a lot now. Yeah. And that one is, I think the Will Smith one, I think there's, I think the original book was a virus that caused it. I think it was a, I thought, I think it was like, I thought it was a failed vaccine that caused. I think it's the same thing. And I, it's been a while since yeah. I watched it, but I think um, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. a. Yeah, it's it's something medical that caused yeah. them to turn into vampires. Um, so the Night of the Living Dead uh, zombies were originally called he just called them ghouls, um, and then when other people started calling them like, "Dude, these are zombies,", zombies. Uh, then 
he took and just started calling them zombies as well. Um, so getting into the movie itself, um, Night of the Living Dead, it follows a group of survivors sheltering in a farmhouse in Pennsylvania uh, after escaping an attack by suddenly and inexplicably resurrected corpses. Um, the movie is sent around uh, two characters, uh, Barbara, who is a woman in like a catatonic state after seeing her boyfriend like eaten and murdered. Oh God. Um, she's basically pointless in the movie. Um, and then there's, <laughs> she, I mean, she, she doesn't progress but, the story, huh? Um, but then there's uh, Ben, the competent resourceful man who tries to save her. And then tensions uh, build uh, between Ben and Barbara and then the other people um, that they are in the house with, that they find themselves at odds with. Um, so, yeah, and then Ben just is a uh, black guy. Um, so just once again, um, Romero says he didn't, it wasn't a conscious effort to cast this guy as the lead. He was just the best audition. Okay. Um, the actor himself actually changed sort of the character. At first, it was supposed to be a stupid sort of just truck driver, I guess. And when this guy got cast, um, he said, we're going to make him look presentable. He's going to look good. He's going to be intelligent. Okay. Uh, he's going to... Um, speak clearly and and it actually it really plays a huge role especially if you think about the time this is 1968 they're filming this or 1967 68 i guess um we're in the middle of the civil rights movement um and you know so the the film is shot in the tumultuous 60s against the backdrop of the civil rights era um which had really disturbing images coming across people's television screen. And so it's not um, really surprising that this movie produced zombies that were violent um, and they're going to invade your home. You know, okay. These guys can come in your home. Uh, and it's like, hey, you were seeing this violence on your television screen um, with um, the, you know, what was going on in the world. And so it's dangerous. It could kill you. You know, life, you know, these guys are here trying to kill you. Um, and if you see the movie, which you haven't, I have not, um, clips of it are like shot with, um, news footage. It looks like news footage. Okay. Um, and base, it was, you know, he was basing it off of footage and, uh, photos and newspapers of the protesters being attacked, being beaten up, um, by the zombies. By, by no, 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 no. Or like in real life. Okay, like, I got you. So that it, it, so it like, put it in the same time yeah, so period. Like, yeah, they, I don't think it, I'm trying to think. I don't think it really mentions time period. But okay. if you just think about it, you know, you're at home, you know, you're watching the news and you're seeing protesters being beaten and all of a sudden you're going to see this movie and it's a violent movie. So you're seeing violence on TV at home from the news and you're seeing you know, news footage in the movie of these zombie attacks too. Okay. Um, and so, um, yeah, I can't even 
next. I can't even really get into my next part that I have because it would ruin the movie for you. You oh, go for it. No, go for it. Because no. I'll eventually see it. But all right. So nonetheless, um, you see a black man and he's in the lead. He's yeah. in charge. Um, very powerful. In 1968. Okay. Um, and spoiler alert. Um, Close your ears. He survives the attack. All right. Um, um, on the farmhouse. He's the only one that survives. And at the end of the movie, um, sort of the sheriff is coming with like a, a rescue party. And um, Ben is standing by the window just um, there, at, you know. You know, just afterwards, you know, all the zombies that they killed are 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 dead out there, and this 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 party comes, this mob of with the sheriff and some townspeople. Looks like a lynch mob, honestly. Um, and sort of, they think that Ben is a zombie. They shoot and kill him. Just, I mean, it's. And and like I said, I, a lot of this I got from the PBS special Monstrum, and it, it's it the the way they describe it on there. It's really a powerful image of, and and like they're 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 the ones where they said, you know, it looks like a lynch mob. And then going back and, and watching the movie, which I, that's why I didn't watch your movie because <laughs> I watched this one um, as a refresher. Um, I know because I had seen it. Um, it absolutely looks like that. Like, yeah. If, if you think about it, and it, it's horrible. So now I'm assuming, well. And so, the, I mean, this sort of just goes into tying the whole viewing of zombies in these early ones um, really c- centered around um, race. Okay. Uh, from the Haitian ones being born out of slavery to um, Night of the Living Dead zombies. Uh, coming out in a time and being more violent in a violent period in America um, where you know you, and, and like I said uh, George Romero always I mean he's always said that his movies are overanalyzed um, and he just made a zombie movie but I really think that deep down he there was more to it to him mm-hmm. um and and these zombies are uh there's there's a breakaway from these zombies um in in the next group of zombies that it, it sort of gets away from any sort of tying it into any sort of race relations or what's going on in that aspect of um the, the culture okay. um, and, and a story I heard was while Romero is driving with this movie in the back of his car uh, he hears on the radio that uh, Martin Luther King had been assassinated and it's sort of you gotta think of what is going through his mind when he hears that like he knows he's got this film with this powerful lead black character and you know it, it came out um you know, shortly after, and even when they re-released it a couple years later, it was like double featured with a lot of films about slavery and 
slavery revolt and, you know, sort of freeing of slaves and that sort okay. of thing. So um, whether or not he intended it to be that, um, it was really tied into that. Um, but the Night of the Living Zombies, they're slow, flesh-eating, undead. Um, so... So not only did he push, like, uh, the the zombie culture, he was taking on issues during the time period, too. Unintentionally? Unintentionally, according. But he later came out and said maybe subconsciously. Okay. Which I, I think is just sort of him accepting it, but... And, yeah. Who know, I can't ask him now because he just passed. Oh, did not know RIP to that one. So, But at least that took that took the zombie culture into a next level, yeah, too, because so you, you had this evolution yeah, of... So you've got... You go from enslaved uh, Haitian voodoo zombie to violent I want you know undead you know the to eat your brain the, yeah you know flesh eating out of nowhere you know raised from the dead zombie um, with no real origin story I guess and if you think about it when you, when you think about not so much now um, but, I mean, when I was growing up, when you thought of a zombie, you sort of thought of this, you know, slow-moving, uh, rising-from-the-grave zombie. Yeah. Um, and so I always, th- you know, so I guess the, the Night of the Living Dead zombie, um, it, it's sort of your, your uh, I guess, prototypical zombie. Like, well, I think it sets the foundation because it, it, like... When you think of zombies, that's what you used to think of. Yeah, um, that, that's the image that pops up in your yeah. head. Um, and then you're going to get... To, now when we get to my third zombie, which I call the um, the apocalyptic zombie. Um, okay. That's sort of uh, the... And then this one is... The thing is, there's different forms of this one. Um, it's got subcategories, I guess you would say. Um and it's different um, because it doesn't have the um, all of the elements that the Night of the Living Dead zombies had. Um, these were, you know, some of these you could, um, it's not always dead. It's not always the undead. It's, okay. you know, sometimes these were people, you know, they were alive and um, they got turned into zombies. And... You know, um, they crave human flesh, and they just can't control the instinct to sort of consume everything they can. Um, and it, it, it's weird because uh, the apocalyptic zombies seem more intelligent than the night living dead zombies. Some of them, you know, in some versions, you know, like I said, I can't even narrow it down. It's got subcategories, but some can solve problems. And some are just plain violent. Um, some are likable. Um, some are slow-moving. It seems very uh, uncharacteristic of a zombie, like a likable. Yeah, but I mean, and, and some of them are slow. Okay. You know, you think of, um, you know, The Walking Dead. They're slow. They're yeah. Um, but then there's the fast-moving the zombies that are fast. You think of Zombieland. Um, yeah, they they run in that movie, um, uh, and I'll talk about it a little bit later. And um, I think in that movie too, or at least in the second one or the video game, I can't really remember. But it breaks down yeah. different types. You have the fast one, you yeah. have the one that like, uh, it, it, like the the cook who yeah. is like 
you know, it, but yeah, but I'm saying like it, it, apocalyptic. You think you already think kind of gruesome, but quicker um, automatically comes to mind. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, gotta check something real quick. Okay. Um, so you think about um, the movie World War Z. Uh, they have this um, like hive mentality, and it's like a swarm, and um, they're fast. But they, I guess you would almost think of it like insect-like. They can just like sort of take over an entire town in, okay. in a matter of minutes. They've, you know, they invaded, invaded, and it, it's really, um, uh, you know, this you know fast in this swarm, and then, um, with um, so the birth of the apocalyptic zombie, um, sort of, uh was born, um, I guess, in 1996 with the release of the video game Resident Evil, um, which was released to not just, you know, uh, critical acclaim, but also financial. I mean, it made a ton of money. Um, and in that game, uh, you have uh, the ill-intended chemist and geneticist working in secret to develop a bioweapon that a, they are planning to release into the world that would turn humans into zombies. And uh, from Resident Evil, they basically developed this whole new genre of uh, video games that were called Survivor... Sur <laughs> survival oh. Horror. Um, Horror. Uh, also, 96 saw the release of the arcade um, shooter game, The House of the Dead, which, Fantastic. surprisingly, zombies are spawned by irresponsible and unethical scientists. Oh, wow. And uh, both of these uh, games introduced the fast uh, zombie and basically... From that was born the apocalyptic zombie. Um, if you think about it, it's tied into what was going on uh, in the world uh, with, you know, terrorism, uh, bioengineering of diseases. Um, a lot of it, you know, created, you know, this possible fear. Um, and uh, even George Romero gave credit to um, the video games okay. as to uh, what created this huge popularity in in zombies. Um, he said, hey, if it wasn't for the video games, we don't have all of this other stuff. Um, and to, to piggyback on the... Um, sort of the fear of, you know, with terrorism and bioengineered diseases, um, the fear of, of basically a, a, a lethal sickness, uh, you know, and a, a natural, the rise of a, a natural pandemic uh, came in. When you first, you had SARS in 2003. Uh, you had H1N1 in 2009. And as we all know, in 2019, 2020, 2021, 
we had uh, COVID-19, um, which, you know, I sort of, we have no idea what that is going to spring in terms of our next sort of evolution zombies, uh, because it always seems to, it pr- yeah, yeah sway, um, impact. So, um, if you think about the first, um, really the first zombie, um, you know, the pandemic zombie film was, uh, oddly enough, Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, that was 2002. Um, and that you had a corporate-made virus um, that was designed, you know, under the disguise of a genetic research and it's released into the population and its victims um, sort of get reanimated with uh, brain damage and it causes them to attack swiftly and violently and infecting others through bodily fluids. Um, Then in sort of the next movie we had was 28 Days Later, which I think was the same year. Um, They had the Rage Virus. Um, and it had, you know, the zombie runners, I mean, so, um, and even some people thought that, eh, these aren't really zombies because, you know, they're fast and, you know, the disease, um, They weren't the undead, you know. They these were people that got infected and turned into zombies. They weren't undead and sort of. So they didn't like, fit the traditional. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, and you go back to the Haitian zombies, those weren't always dead. They were just, they were turned into, um, not. I mean, twenty eight days later doesn't have your, grobanage and tibonage, but. Sorry, I just wanted to say those because. <laughs> I just wanted I've to got sp- to pop in this little now. I just got to spit out some French. Sorry. Um, but, I mean, I think it's sort of... So technically then, if you really wanted to think about it, they would have had they would have played a traditional role, more traditional than yeah. the zombie that we, we think of today. Um, or previously. Yeah, and, and really that one is funny because that is... Um, uh, I mean, have you seen 28 Days Later? No. Okay. <laughs> um, my zombie knowledge oh, man, ha- get into this. has has really come into play with Zombieland, obviously, zombies, and then the movie that we recently watched. Okay, so so that they um, infect chimps with a genetically altered. Oh, because that always sounds like a good idea. Um, I think it's Ebola virus that they genetically no. alter or uh, engineer, and Ebola. so the chips are infected, and then this like. Um, this eco-terrorist group breaks in and shocking lets them go lets them go chimps go all chimp on everyone and infect all the humans in the lab and they spread uh, the virus um, and that's all good things get spread by chimps oh yeah Um, and I can't talk about the apocalyptic zombie the pandemic zombie without talking about The Walking Dead. I mean, The Walking Dead, which, uh, I mean, 
And that one, the funny thing about that is you don't even know where the where the zombieing zombie zombification zombies. I think you just made a new word. Uh, Zombieing. Where it came from. Um, it just sort of all of a sudden, boom. Hello, zombies. You wake up from a coma or whatever, and uh, there's zombies. And so the the graphic novel comic came out in 2004. And okay, so these kind of were um, the 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 comic and graphic novel was sort of a homage to. Do you just like spitting out fancy words? Um, to the oh. Night of the Living Dead zombies, even to the fact that they're black and white. Okay. Um, uh, the comic, of course, has led to a television show, a video game, uh, a, a toy line, a cult following, a cult following, um, and. I believe the TV show now has two spin-offs and like three movies okay. in the works. Um, and, and The Walking Dead, basically the TV show made the idea of the apocalypse zombie. Um, basically, it, it put it at the forefront of pop culture and the explosion of zombie movies and television shows is basically because of The Walking Dead's success. Um, it's got the dude from the Boondock Saints. It does, Daryl. Daryl. And so basically, I, I I put this. You've got two separate forms of um, of the apocalyptic zombies. You've got the um, your pandemic one, where there's a disease that people get that that ca- I get you know, that causes it. Okay. You know, like suddenly everybody is sick. You know, or half the population or whatever is sick, um, and they don't know the origins of it it's like uh, you know or they do and it's like hey you know it started here and it spread from there you know um you know your your outbreak scenario and and then this bing bong and um i'm gonna take a break real quick pause we will be back all right and we're back. Hello. Um, I have no idea what my last thought was. Um, so I'm just going to sum up the apocalyptic zombie. Uh, flesh eating can't control itself. Uh, usually caused by some sort of pandemic or other sort of miracle. Miracle. miracle or anti-miracle whatever the opposite of miracle is travesty anyways uh yeah and they don't have to be dead all right thanks for that sum up that was quick so there we go and uh the final zombie that i'm gonna cover right now um and like i said there's sort of evolution of zombies with time so uh who knows what the next zombies will spring um post covid uh, so we're going to go with the, uh, what I like to call the emotional zombie. The emo zombie? Yeah, emo zombie. That's very, oh, we're going to go emo zombie. I I'm like going to paint my nails black and cry. Uh, and these are, I guess these sort of spring out of just uh, some rom-coms. 
Um, it's weird to put zombies and rom-coms in the same sentence. But, I mean, that's what they are. Yeah. Um, man and... Man and, zo- man and beast? Man and... Person and beast? Yeah. Um, let's see. You've got uh, uh, Warm Bodies. Uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies is sort of a... Got a I don't know if that's really a I'll romantic zombie body. movie. Um, you've got uh, Fido... Um, and uh, so there's a bunch of different ones and uh, of course the ones that we know a bunch get subjected to uh, are the Disney's uh, Zombies 1 and 2 I'm in zombie land you're in zombie land we're in zombie land okay so watch me do it like bam okay sorry Uh, so Disney's Zombies, um, it's about a zombie and a cheerleader who work together to show the town of Seabrook what they can achieve when they embrace their differences and celebrate what makes them a community. Um, and, and they're, they're the, uh, the Mighty Shrimp. Is their, oh, that's right. Their high school mascot. Um, and so you've got Zed, who is a zombie, who lives in Zombie Land. Zombie Town. Oh, I'm sorry. And then there's Addison, who is the cheerleader, pretty blonde girl who um, lives in the yeah, town of but Seabrook. Fuck USA. Um, it, it's Seabrook, which is actually. Oh, there the, you go. Seabrook. I'm the, sorry. Uh, the author of that one book, uh, and I don't remember which one it is, but anyways, it's which I thought was funny. Seabrook. Um, and so. Uh, Man, this, this this these movies are really messed up. Well, and the funny thing is, nobody says anything about um, it. It basically starts out with the zombies in Zombie Town that are fenced off. They are the shittier town. The, in the shitty town, um, they're dirty. Um, they have basically. Uh, they call them the Z-bands. Oh, the monitors, yeah. Uh, shackles. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Of, well, and their oh, their city continues to get vandalized. Yeah, and then there's the uh, people, white people, that live in the other part of the, the suburbs, the town, and they have sort of control and can make the rules for the zombies. Mm-hmm. So they try to integrate the zombies into the high school desegregate and it doesn't go well and the zombies are one forced to go into the basement and that's where they learn and they don't really well and they're seen as stupid yeah well yeah they're seen as dumb and unintelligent yeah and the only sort of way that uh, Zed gets out of being sort of really looked down on uh, is because he's good at football. He's a good athlete. That movie is so messed up. And, of course, Zed and Addison fall in love. But they can't... But they can't... It can't be known. ...be together... Um, and man, is, is that messed up? Well, and in the first 10 minutes, if you really want to, uh, 
you know, if you haven't seen the movie, first ten minutes, you'll you'll be you'll be shocked with the the fact that they walk into school and they're separated by a fence. Yep. Um, there's places that are only human labeled humans yeah. and the other labeled zombies. So like, I don't know creatively like like, like, like water fountains, you, you know, know, like a white bathroom maybe. I don't know. I don't know how. I didn't know you had a hidden agenda on this show. Today. I mean, man, this uh, yeah, it's really just a tear down Disney zombies. But Mike, well, but it, honestly, if you look in the past, though, if you if you were talking about the zombies back in the 1960s too, it's it's like it's interesting that that was like um, a push, yeah, for the time period. Whereas today, it looks like we're going backwards. Well, no, we're not really. The, well, we are, but um, not because. Because of zombie, but but I, I'm not because the, of the Disney zombies. The thought. Well, no, I, I I think they. I don't know. Once again, it's a kids movie. And how who's much, that? Yeah, exactly. Who's that project? How much you? was put into this movie? Um, you know, thought wise, but nonetheless, break it down. Zombies with emotions, and these zombies no, actually in this number movie, two didn't get any better. Yeah, these zombies <laughs> actually like are just different shades of people. Yeah, realistically. Realistically. When it gets um, broken down. Yeah, they're, uh, but they're, you know, they are intelligent. They have feelings, feelings and emotion because, once again, Zed falls in love. They're not rage monsters. Yeah, unless their Z-bands malfunction. And they play football. And they play football. Um, So. You blew my mind with the football comment. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> basically. This this newer thing of zombies is, and I, I'm be honest with you, I haven't seen a lot of the other um, zombie m- or newer zombie movies with like like there's the I Heart Zombies I know, oh. um, the TV show, Netflix series I don't know what it was I know it was there, um, I, I I'll be honest with you I got um, I, I think like a lot of people. That there was just an oversaturation of zombies, and it was everything was zombies. Yeah, and it and I just kind of, you know, it, it worn out its welcome, in, you know, with me. But um, so those are my four types of zombies, and the worst of all is the Disney's zombies one and two. They're nothing but a bunch of racists. Part three's coming soon. Yeah, I know. FYI. Yeah. But we're in zombie land. All right. Um, so thanks, Joe. Thanks for telling us about the different types of zombies and giving us a little bit of the origin of zombies. And those uh, are just my my thoughts on zombies. <laughs> and that's um, the way the cookie crumbles. And if you want more information, go to the CDC because they've got a preparedness guide. Well, uh, the funny thing, too, about that was Joe brought it up, and I didn't believe it. Um, but the CDC does have a part of the website specifically dedicated to zombie preparedness with Lesson plans, posters, yep, um, survival guides, survival kits, videos. Yep. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's real. Yeah, and so if you wanna, there, there's the zombie survival guide. Um, it's the complete protection from the living dead. Uh, this is by Max Brooks, who is the author of World War Z. Um, this is a hilarious book um, on not just the fact of these, actually the survival. Um, techniques and tactics that it talks about in the books. Some of them are just for any sort of survival are, are sort of informative, like just preparedness in case of, I don't know, a pandemic. 
where you can't leave your house. I mean, what? like that would happen. What? Um, and, or even just natural disasters and that sort of thing. You know, it's it's a lot of it is just um, being prepared of what you're going to need for each person. Um, you know, it talks about taking away from the, z- the zombie portion of it, of like, you know, the weapons and that sort of thing. It talks about the first aid kit you're going to need. Um, you know, it says you, you want one that you might need to, you know, sort of do more than just your, your, your band-aids and your, you know, your disinfectant wipes. You're going to need, you know, uh, you know, someone breaks an arm, someone has a major cut, you know, that it's a lot of bleeding. What to do in that situation? I didn't know what to say there. <laughs> a major cut. I have to, I served under him in the war. Major cut. Major cut. All right. Uh, well, and, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, proud to present Cup of Joe's first ever movie review. And the movie that uh, we're going to review today. Oh, no, not we. You. Me. Because uh, Joe didn't watch it. Thanks, man. Um, is Zom Beavers. Zom Beavers. Zom Beavers. Uh, a type of zombie you didn't cover. No, I did not cover yeah. Zom Beavers. We Damn did. it. You know, um, the, but the funny thing was, last week we were talking about if animals can become zombies. We were, and that's... They can. They can, according to Zom Beavers. Zom Beavers. Um, so Zom Beavers came out... Now, I, I caught oh. the first five, ten minutes of Zom Beavers... I thought it was lady parts that were zombies. Yeah, I, that that's was really disappointing when yeah. we turned it on and it wasn't. Um, the girls never came. An adult film. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, Zombievers, okay. Um, not uh, if if I have to say spoiler alert here, you're an idiot. Um, but the zombie beavers are formed by basically. Medical oh, it's chemical waste, waste yeah. chemical waste sort of thing. So that would sort of that fits into your I mean, uh, my, my apocalyptic yeah. zombie there. Yeah, no, no, good job pointing that out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we did re- we did find out that animals can become animals zombies. Can become zombies. Thank you, zombievers. Um, so this came out in 2014. I actually thought when we started watching it, it was a direct to dem- like movie to demand. Yeah, like recent movie. 2014. 2014. So it it came out a while, and it was directed by Jordan Rubin and written by Al Kaplan, John Kaplan, and Jordan Rubin. That just sounds like three dudes that were shit faced, ah. and it was the height of the zombie craze. And they said, "Zombievers." Zombie. I got a great idea. Got a great idea. Zombievers. Zombievers. Is this an X-rated film? No. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, um, let's do it anyways. So, and the main characters, um, the way I have them paired here, you have Mary and Tommy, they're together, Zoe and Buck, and then Jen and Sam. I think all together in this movie, you only have like 15 people. Literally, you have 15 people yeah. in the entire movie. Um, yeah, like they even re- like reuse guys because yeah, they're, they're the, the, the bathroom dude is the same dude as later. Exactly. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's that small of a cast. And you, did you have a profound thought? The bear. He was the bear. No, what about the bear? The bear turns into a zombie. Oh man! Sorry, guys. Um, so my thanks for the spoiler, little yeah, buddy. I, I try not to give anything else away. Um, in case you wanna, it's available on Tubi. 
Tubi. Oh, which is oh, and it's on Amazon. Oh, it's on Amazon. It's too? on Amazon. That's okay. why I watched it. Is, is it Amazon uh, Prime? Yeah, Amazon, Amazon okay. Prime Video. Um, if you don't have Amazon Prime Video, it is Tubi, which is free. Yeah, and um, on it, like, I'll get to my review. I'll give my honest thoughts about right. it. Um, so I said it's beavers, cocks, and tits. Oh my! Like you have everything in this movie that you want to see. I don't know about beavers. I mean, if you're if you're watching a movie called Zombie Beavers, you expect beavers. You expect beavers. What kind of beavers? You might be disappointed. Well, when you find out it's only rated R, I mean, I guess that's yeah. sort of. You didn't get that X. No. Um. So my take on this movie. Um. It's a good mindless movie with good one-liners, corny jokes, bad acting, and of course boobies. Um. Only one set of boobs, but boobs nonetheless. Yep. Uh. The first. Uh, the first and last few minutes of the movie, in my opinion, are the absolute best. Uh, I had no clue that John Mayer and Bill Burr were in this movie. They are in the opening scene of this movie, and it is like the funniest yep. five minutes of the movie. Um, the, their exchange is great. It's really like uh, I dated a guy once. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like it wasn't forced. They weren't trying to make you laugh. It just it, yep. what they said was funny. We drink beers. <laughs> we agreed on everything. Watched a game. Um. So, we drink beers and we watch the game together. <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> um, and, and literally, like that, that that first five minutes is what I thought about the entire movie. I was like, you know what? Why didn't Why didn't they have John Mayer and Bill Burr in this entire movie? And, and that's the part of the movie that I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got sixteen minutes in. Um, so between John Mayer and Bill Burr, um, their exchange reminds me of the good old comedy days of like Step Brothers, Anchorman, and Dodgeball. You're thinking like that slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. kind of like that um, non-politically correct comedy, especially when he's talking about dating a guy. Yeah. Like um, it, it was offensive. It's it's humorous. It makes you laugh. It it gives you that buy-in to the movie, and then you realize what the <laughs> movie is. Um, yeah, so, you remember it's called Zombievers. Zombievers, exactly. Um, Even the opening like credits, like oh, it was brutal. oh, it was it was like a train wreck. Oh man. <laughs> um, and they they set up the storyline for the movie with their no fucks attitude after hitting a deer and then driving over the deer and dropping the canister. So, um, like Joe had mentioned, this was like that apocalypse setup. Um, the, the deer doesn't make it. Yeah, they don't explain who Bill Burr and John Mayer are. They don't explain what they're carrying. They drop a canister. They they look at the canister. You see the biohazard thing, and then they drive over the fucking deer, and just that's it. Yeah. Um, and the the canister like sprays all over a beaver dam. Um, damn. <laughs> damn. So this sets up the story for the rest of the movie. The beavers are sprayed with the zombie juice and turn into killer swamp rats, including uh those that they bite. Pretty simple and straightforward. This movie is a mix of good comedy, suspense, horror, bad acting, low-budget CGI, and lower-budget zombie beaver puppets. <laughs> so, <laughs> the animatronic zombie beavers. Oh. Uh, I Joe didn't get the pleasure of seeing the, z- <laughs> the zombies. I'm gonna have to watch the rest in of the movie. But I'm right. talking like. If you I'm sorry, I watched the cinematic masterpiece that is Night of the Living Dead instead. Yeah, you're you're you got the better end of that stick. Did I though? Um <laughs> depends. <laughs> it depends. Um when you're watching this movie and you're like, man, I want to see these fucking like beavers. I want to see what they look like. It's like a huge pile of dog shit covered in felt. Like that that's what it looks like. And with big buck teeth and white eyes. Um but you know, it, it it adds to the movie in a sense of like this movie is not supposed to be taken seriously. 
So it takes place around six college co-eds that end up away for a weekend. It was originally supposed to be the three girls, Mary, Zoe, or Zoe, who's the big bitch. Like, yep. you, you, in the first couple minutes of the movie, you're like, I fucking hate her. Um, and Jen, but Zoe's... Is it Zoe or Zoe? Zoe. I'm sorry. Zoe? Is Zoe what is it? Z-O-E. That's Zoe. Zoe. Zoe, whatever. Zoe. Um, Zoe's beaver needed a pounding. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, so she told their boyfriends where they were staying, so that's Tommy, Buck, and Sam, and they arrived shortly. Um, from there, we find that Jen is upset with Sam since he cheated on her with someone, and we later find out that, spoiler alert, is Mary her best friend. Oh, that bitch. Yeah, Mary, you're not that good of a friend. Um, once the six co-eds settle in for the night, that's when the zombie beavers start to take over. Um, there are a few parts of this movie that leave you uh, your questions unanswered. Um, there's a random guy that shows up. They don't explain from where. He's just in the forest. Um, they don't explain why. <laughs> they don't explain what happened in the town before the beavers turned into zombies. They just allude to the fact that there was some sort of zombie. I mean, some sort of beaver-like attack number one dad <laughs> number one dad he didn't get uh, that that hat makes a guest appearance too um does the kid ever come back no never see him again he's huh? gone um and then why the girls were prompted to dress more conservatively um what <laughs> the one was topless and he's like there's there's families around here there's nobody fucking around so well there's the neighbor old lady neighbor next door who like calls her daughter a skank or oh something that's like right that. I, don't, I don't even know uh who she had over i don't even know if it was a man like yeah again the movie is not very pc which I, I enjoyed um so the 40 minutes after the base of the movie is set um is is what you would expect from a low budget semi spoofy horror comedy movie the characters start to get picked off one by one the last character isn't the one you'd expect, but you end up rooting for, kind of. Um, you don't really, you're not really a fan of it, but it, she, she is what it is. Um, I'm sorry, I said she. Uh, I would suggest if you have. I think we expected that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would suggest that if you had an hour and a half to spare, you give it a watch. You definitely get a kick out of it. Um, going with the mindset that it shouldn't be viewed as a masterpiece like you had uh, yeah. watched. But uh, more of a carefree, spoofy mind melt. Um, so grab some smacks, crack cold one, or fly to the moon, a.k.a. go ahead and get high, um, and watch Zombievers. So um, before we were getting into the podcast today, Joe and I were wondering how we would rate these movies. Um, we decided that our, our standardized rating scale would be um, how many cups of Joe's we would give. And this movie, I would give it, Two and a half cup of Joes. Um, it's definitely not something that you'd be disappointed in. You'd see, you might think that you wasted a little bit of time of your life, but um, John Mayer and Bill Burr definitely steal the show in like the total of seven minutes they're in in this movie. So it would get a thumbs up from me. All right, thank you. You know, and if you're watching a movie called Zombievers and you have any expectations that it's going to be a good movie... You're fooling yourself. Set your expectations low, and you like. Be what's wrong with you? The movie is literally Zombievers. Well, I'm telling you, you got everything that you wanted. Um, you know, you can't be upset with with seeing boobs in a movie. Nope. Um, there's murder, and it's like it's like '80s gratuitous boob too. Like it's just no, there's no need for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just it doesn't there. Add to the story. But it's you know, just... she said if no one else is around, she's not going to have tan lines. Yeah. Go on with your bad self. Yeah. So I mean, it's. 
you got that going for you. Yeah, I and I think the the director of this movie and the writers of this movie, they knew what the movie was and like how corny people were when they were dying and um there's there's things that you'll be surprised at when you watch it. So I, I would suggest that you give it a watch. Yeah, if you can sit and listen to this podcast then <laughs> Yeah, you you can definitely watch it. I mean, those are somewhat professionals uh i don't think any of them have been in anything that you would know of aside from john mayer and bill burr okay so um the other thing i did in preparation for this podcast was um i came up with a little would you rather for joe would you rather um dealing with zombies so these are things that i pulled off the internet um i thought they would be entertaining just to kind of get his uh take on some of them and go from there um, so, also, did you know what you call people who are into zombies? No. Zombophiles. Like pedophiles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little fun fact. So, Joe, w- <laughs> would you rather be turned into a zombie or watch everyone you love get turned into a zombie? Hmm. Uh, I guess I want to be turned into a zombie. All right. Well, and that then I could turn them into it. <laughs> you could have the pleasure, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather be killed immediately at the beginning of an apocalypse, or have to live through it alone? Mm, I'm gonna live through it alone. All right, bold man. I like it. Um, would you rather um, <clears throat> escape to the end of the world by living underground forever, or in space? Ooh. Some space. Let's go space. Really? Yeah, I just think that'd be cool. It would be so weird, though. Like, what do you do in space all day? What are you doing underground all day? Jerking off. <laughs> you can do that in space. Too. Oh, okay. Just make sure you're <laughs> spunking all the equipment. Um, <clears throat> would you rather endure a natural apocalypse or one started by humans, a.k.a. scientists? Um... Man, so we're talking like we all got the COVID shot. So, so we're we're talking about either, you know, a man-made apocalypse, or we're talking like one that happens naturally, like Armageddon-type asteroid gonna hit the Earth. Um, man, it's a tough one because, like, do you really want someone to blame for it? You know, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like uh, sort of natural disaster apocalypse half the population gets taken out the other quarters turned into zombies like like a guy snaps his fingers and half the world is gone. is it a guy yeah oh okay um would you rather know the end date of the world or know how the end of the world is caused hmm. i feel if i know the cause do you know the end date I could come up with a way to prevent it. Do you think you, as an individual, could prevent the end of the world? Well, if I know what causes it, I think I could at least talk to the right people. Maybe you just know the way the world ends and you can't tell anybody. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but I'm adapting it right now. You can't add caveats to it. I could add whatever I want, because I wrote these. Man, I guess <laughs> <laughs> this brain buster is the hardest one so far. I think I'm gonna go with 
I think knowing. Okay. Because I like knowing what causes it. Because I think I could then at least maybe put together when it might. It's a tough one, you know. I I wouldn't want to know either. I wouldn't be dumb to it and just let it happen. Like what? What do you mean? Like you don't want don't want to know the date. Don't want to well, know. Well, you how it you don't have a choice. I know. So I, I'm rather? saying. Well, would you? Rather? It's would you rather? It's what I want. Yeah. Sucker. Um, so would you rather to tr- uh, would you rather try to survive a global pandemic or a w- third world war? Uh, I believe we just survived a. We're still in the shit. A, well, yeah, we are, but I've I've got the vaccine. Um, I I think we've already sort of survived the. The pandemic. Okay. Okay. Um, would you rather share supplies with someone and risk running out? Or hoard them and be alone. Man, it's like, who am I sharing it with? Just some random dude? Some random person. No, fuck them. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just to be honest with y'all, if it's fuck just... Because how do I know they're not going to kill me in the middle of the night? That's true. So if it's somebody I know and trust, then fine, I'll share with them. If not, fuck them. Here, here's a hard one they for They should have planned better. Um, would you rather run back for your most beloved memento a.k.a. your Transformers collection, or leave it and s- remain in safety. Hmm. Like, there's a percentage oh, they're, that they're, you might get eaten by fucking zombies oh, if fucking, you come back for they're, them. They're, they're, they're material possessions. I don't... I mean... There's I, not one that you'd be like, man, I need to have this. No, nah, because if we're talking like apocalyptic here, like or post-apocalyptic... It's worthless. It's, it's worthless. So, yeah. Well, I mean momentum, memento in general. Is there anything that you have, like, that you absolutely need to come back for? No. Okay. I'm there with you. I don't, there's no. Like, I mean, yeah. I'll, like, what, what, I mean, I'll burn my social security card first. Realistically, it's just sh- more shit I have to carry. Exactly. It'll weigh you down. It's like, now I'm going to, oh, fuck, I, mean, I need my passport. <laughs> for what? Exactly. Um, would you rather know how to track down and eliminate zombies or know how to track, kill, and cook wild animals? Hmm. Uh, I, th- I think the animals one is more more of a, necess- a necessity. I don't need to worry about... I don't need to kill zombies if... You know, I don't have to hunt down and kill zombies. No. You know, I have to eat. Yes. So, you know, having the ability to hunt, you know, being a, a, being a quality tracker and, you know. I, I, I side with you on that one. I would I would rather be. Yeah, I think that makes I, more sense. Now, uh, here you go. Would you rather know how to shoot a gun or use a sword? What kind of sword? Like, you're a fucking Sir Lancelot. Oh, so we're talking. You're going medieval. Going with a medieval sword. Like, I can't ever shoot a gun then? No, you cannot use a gun. At all. I mean, I have to rely solely. You know what? This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for shooting. This is for fun. You know, it's... Oh, man, that's a tough one. It is, but to add, like, another layer to it, think about it this way. If zombies were to hear you shoot a gun, chances are you'd have more zombies come there. Sword... You don't have as much range. You have to be close, but it's also quiet. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a sword. But, I mean, but the gun is more helpful with animals as well. It is. 
You're not gonna. You're not gonna sort a pig. Sort. <laughs> I didn't know. You're not gonna stab, slice, stab. stab. Okay, that I was. I couldn't think of the word. I was like, you're not uh, gonna sort a pig. <laughs> I had a zombie moment there. I just sorted a pig. I would stand on top of it. I have just sorted this pig. Yep. Let's feast. All right. So, um, would you rather be trapped in a mall or trapped in an airport? Both are very large spaces. Both have shops. One, you are. You might have more modes of transportation to use. The other one, the mall, you have more opportunities for, I don't know, supplies. Hmm. They're they're pretty similar in terms of like security rooms, supplies. Mall has an upper hand. Airport, if you knew someone who could fly. I mean, I think airport you might have more options of food. Malls usually have food courts. That's true. Oh man, but I think at a, at an airport, I think you have more. I mean, and they both have a lot of locations you could get into, so n- there's no benefit there. A lot of airports are usually elevated, yeah, I because mean, you have to get into the plane. Yeah, I mean, but you have to go upstairs at a mall. Yeah, but you still have stairs and stuff that would go upstairs. You know, it's t- it's a tough one. I th- I think I'm gonna go airport just because I think you could. I think you could uh, protect yourself better in an airport. Okay. I dig it. Um, Would you rather have unlimited food or unlimited water? Water. Okay. And then um, would you rather be super fast or super quiet? Fast. All right. Now, to get into a couple different questions, not would you rather's. So what would you, now this one you you kind of answered sword or gun? What would be your weapon of choice if you could pick? What would be my weapon of choice if I could pick? Um, I think I would. I think I'm gonna go with a bow. Fancy. Um, simply because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. It has better range than a sword, uh, and you could produce rudimentary ammunition for it, basically, whenever. I mean, it's good. It's a good like you know choice I, there. I, I think, and unlike, I mean, a gun, you can once you run out of bullets, you you know, and like you said with the. The, the, you know, if we're talking about the, uh, your, your zombie hordes that are attracted to sound, I think you got a better shot with the bow. I think that would be a good, uh, a good, good choice. Um, what type of vehicle would you use? What type of vehicle would I use? Let's see, man. Um, I think this. You've got to go with, um, 
Man, you gotta go with something that's four wheel drive. But you also probably wanna go with something that's somewhat economical because gas is a, a premium here. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, I mean, you wanna think, oh man, I could go like a, a an electric something, but right now, fuel is, you know, gasoline itself is a lot more uh, easy to come by than, you know, getting enough electricity to power, a, you know. So I, I, I'm going to go with some, uh, you know, a small, you know, four-wheel drive vehicle. Okay. Um, I think it would be most efficient. You know, I mean, you could go with something as simply like a, like a Wrangler. I mean, a Jeep Wrangler, they're four-wheel drive, four-cylinder engines, you know. Better, I need to do my uh, better look into this. <laughs> but I know what, uh, uh, you know, what's a good uh, four-wheel drive, fuel-efficient vehicle. All right. Um, shoot. Uh, one piece of working technology that is a must for survival. A piece of working technology that is a must for survival. Oh man, that's tough. I guess if I could have like a working generator, that would be good. Well, yeah, because you, you would need that around. But then you go back to you need fuel. Yeah, but I think once again, fuel is going to be easy to come by for a while. Yeah, you could probably stockpile for a little bit. Um, here's here's a fun one. We'll end on this one. One person you'd want to have eaten by a zombie. One person I would like to have eaten <laughs> by a zombie. Um, fuck, man. Patient zero of COVID. That's a good one. I dig it. Well, well thought out while... Uh, yeah. While, uh, I gotta go with that. Or Donald Trump. Yeah, I thought that was you going to be... No, I'd go patient time. zero of, of COVID. Just be like, fuck that guy. That guy's going to get it. Not that I'm blaming him. But fuck that guy. Yo, I'm getting the uh, the bat signal. Someone's got to go home and go to bed. They're ready. Oh, it's 7 o'clock. Yes. Alrighty, and this is, uh, we're at 1 hour and 18 minutes. Yeah, and, and we, I, I still have tons. Is that Zombiever Link? That's Zombiever Link. So, so if you could listen to this, you can watch yeah, that movie. Uh, especially saying I rambled on it. I have no idea. What I said. Ramble on. Um, I, I, I had some writings and notes. and This is something we could revisit, though. I, I have so many more questions. We could. Um, so if you like this format, um, I guess we can, you know, every once in a while we could do something like this. Just step away from the beaten path. Pick a topic and focus solely on it um, where we do, you know, one person has to watch a a, 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 a B movie? Ah, don't don't give it that much credit. C, D, D plus movie. Yeah. Um. So, um, you got anything else? No. Um, we'll have to figure out next weekend, but we'll I'm sure we'll come up with something. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um. In the words of Wayne Gretzky, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take.
peace, bitches.